us past the larder in no time. It was suspiciously quiet in there. Oops, I thought. Trouble. I pushed open the door really considerately, and I was glad I did, as Aunt Tabby was sitting at the end of the long table, buttering some toast in a way that made you think the toast had said something really personal and rude. It didn't look like a fun breakfast time, I thought. The signs were not good. First not good sign. Sitting in the middle of the table was Sir Horace's helmet. It had a lot more dents in it than when I last saw it, but that was obviously not my fault as it was okay when it left my foot. Second, third, fourth, and fifth not good signs. Aunt Tabby was covered in soot apart from two little windows in her glasses, which she had wiped clear so that she could attack the toast. Aunt Tabby being covered in soot is one of the worst signs. It means she has had a fight with the boiler, and the boiler has won. I sat down in my seat in a thoughtful and caring way. Uncle Drac looked really relieved to see me. You see... I live with my aunt and uncle because my parents went vampire hunting in Transylvania when I was little, and they never came back. Uncle Drac was busy scraping out the last bit of his boiled egg, and he had soot all around his mouth from the sooty toast that Aunt Tabby had buttered for him. Hello, Minty, he said. Hello, Uncle Drac, I said. I tried to think of something nice to say to Aunt Tabby but it was difficult to think of anything at all with Sir Horace's helmet staring at me with its little beady eyes. It doesn't really have eyes, of course, but I often used to think it was looking at me, even though I was sure it was nothing more than an empty tin can. Aunt Tabby plonked my bowl of oatmeal down in front of me, so I said, Thank you, Aunt Tabby. And then, because Aunt Tabby likes polite conversation at breakfast, I said, have you been having trouble with the boiler again, Aunt Tabby? Yes, dear. But not for very much longer, Aunt Tabby said, hardly moving her lips. I used to think that when Aunt Tabby spoke like that, she was practicing to be a ventriloquist. But now I know it means she has made her mind up about something, and she doesn't care whether you agree with her or not. Oh? Why is that, Aunt Tabby? I asked especially nicely, while I covered my oatmeal with brown sugar and stirred it all in really fast so that the oatmeal went a nice muddy colour. Aunt Tabby sort of gritted her teeth and said, Don't do that with the sugar, dear. Because we're moving. That's why. Not much stops me digging mud ditches in my oatmeal, you know, the ones where you scrape a channel through it and it fills up with runny brown sugar, which I think looks just like mud. But that did. Moving? What was she talking about? We couldn't possibly move. Not before I'd found at least one ghost. And I wanted to find a vampire and a werewolf, too. I was sure there must be some in the cellar. Don't leave your mouth open when it is full, dear, said Aunt Tabby, which I didn't think was fair, as Uncle Drac had his mouth open too, 
and it was full of sooty toast, which looked disgusting. Then Aunt Tabby fixed Uncle Drac with her fiendish stare, which is nearly as good as mine, and said, Drac, this house is far too big for us. It is dusty and it is dirty. It is freezing cold and full of spiders. The boiler is a menace. We are moving to a nice, small, clean, modern apartment without a boiler. But I tried to interrupt, but it was no use. Aunt Tabby just kept on going. And when we have moved to an apartment, helmets from rusty old suits of armour won't keep landing on my toes, because we won't have any rusty old suits of armour. Sir Horace can go to the recycling bin. You can take him, Drax.